drama, comedy. Two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy. It was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started their journey, but Macintosh and Maude were on their way to a newfound obsession. Life's not like an Agatha Christie novel. It's a lot messier. Welcome to the doghouse. Season 2, Episode 12, Chapter 25, The Wicked and the Divine. Veronica becomes concerned that Archie, who's agreed to be Hiram's intern, may be learning too much about her family's secret business. Hmm. This was a good episode. This was a classic Riverdale episode. I felt like we had the A Squad back again. Some like that, or they, or the B Squad just figured out how to tighten it up a little bit. Yeah, somebody, something changed, and I think it's down at the writer's room, and it's just like, oh, let's tighten this up. Yeah. Let's tighten it up. Or they cut out some extra crap, but this felt like a season one episode. Yeah. And, or, a, or a season two A. And it's about freaking time. Yeah. We got too much nonsense going on. All right. Let's recap the recap. Recap the recap. Bughead broke up. Tony and Jug are together. Betty and Chick are webcam siblings. Jug cut Penny. Utainer is slaughtered. Jug wrote a bad article. Tony protested for justice. The Lodges blame the serpents for the statue. And Archie becomes an intern. Uh, so we have this lovely montage of Archie being an errand boy. As far back as I can remember. Gee golly whiz. Uh, he's picking up dry cleaning. He's picking up food at Pops. Uh, he goes and drops it off at Hiram's, and he, Hiram's on the phone saying, uh, no, Papa, you don't have to travel with your own chef. We have great poutine here. Uh, and then, you know, he gives a money bag to Archie and says, hey, give that to your dad, and then go pick up my shoes on Main. And Archie's just, like, coming and going. Aren't you glad that you've seen Goodfellas now so you understand what this whole scene is? This whole episode? I got lots of Goodfellow vibes from this episode. We'll talk about him more. He goes to his dad, gives him the money bag, and says, like, hey, wait up. And Archie's like, I gotta go. I got my bike. I'm leaving. Uh, He takes some stuff back. He takes the shoes back to uh, the Pembroke, and he walks in on Veronica getting fitted for her confirmation dress. And her mom's, you know, telling the tailor, okay, that hem's high enough. It's confirmation, not a sock hop. And now we have to explain what a confirmation is. Yeah, okay, so Veronica is telling Archie, it usually happens when you're 12 or 13. That plays. That's uh-huh. correct. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but my parents wanted me to wait so that Monsignor Murphy, who's a friend of the family, could do it. Okay, whatever. All right. <sighs> you know, at least they explain the plot device, whereas in previous crap in this show, they don't explain why anything's inconsistent. So she's supposed to be 15 or 16. So, yeah, anybody who's Catholic would know that she's way too old for this. I mean, let's be real. The biggest reason this is happening is because they're going to try to do a mini Godfather's homage. Of course. Uh, Archie asks, so do you have to, like, memorize stuff? Oh, big dumb Archie. Yeah, he's heard of one bar mitzvah in his life, and he's like, huh? What's this thing? <laughs> what a white boy. It is. is. Uh, well, I have to renounce Satan. Which I will. <laughs> uh, and But I do all this stuff before. I have to get a sponsor. I picked my abuelita. And then, oh, I have to do charitable works, which I'm volunteering at a soup kitchen if you want to come with me. Uh, and then Hiram comes in and sees Veronica in her dress and is like, oh, you've made me the, the happiest, proudest father alive. Can I say, though, <laughs> I th- I 
I do enjoy the fact that as bad a dude as he is, he legitimately loves his daughter. Oh, yes. I like that they added that wrinkle to this. Yes. Because they could have just made him a sociopath willing to use his daughter for whatever. Mm -hmm. And I will talk about it later, but that is some of the best costuming I have seen on this show, is her confirmation dress. Uh Uh-huh. There's actually a couple little costume points in this episode that make me both laugh, and I make me go, I know what you're doing there. I see you. Yeah. I feel it. It's very good. We okay. Sheriff Keller is at the Jones trailer park, and Jughead is just going off. We do not have General Pickens' head. We don't know who stole it. It's same as the last four times you've been here. Uh, you know, this visit's starting to feel a lot like harassment. Jughead's getting real cocky with the sheriff. Oh, he's he's just going off. He's like, right, there's literally no evidence that points to us. And FP's just kind of chuckling, just being like, um, my son in his big mouth. Sheriff tries to fight him back, and Jughead, you know, actually I'm writing a new article about how you're more interested in vandals than the Black Hood. Mm-hmm. Care to give a quote? And at that, FP starts to full-on laugh, but looks at Sheriff Keller is like, mm, Oh, Sheriff's starting to laugh. He's like, oh, you're a little punk. <laughs> like, I, Sheriff Keller gets it. He does. Of course he does. It's, it's funny. He knows he's a hired hand here. He knows this isn't the point. All right, then we cut to Dark Betty. Uh-oh. Uh, Betty's got her wig on and that underwear that she was wearing the same time she wore the wig last season. And she's looking right into her computer. And we never see her face, really. Uh, she's talking to someone who's like, do I look good? Yeah. Uh, do you want to undress for me? Sure. Will you undress for me sometime? Yeah. I really like talking to you. Oh, I really like talking to you, too. Yeah, maybe we can meet sometime. And then we cut directly to Alice trying to come in. Why is the door locked? Why is the door locked? You know how I feel about locked doors. And Betty opens the door. At this point, she doesn't have the wig on and she's wearing a robe. She goes, yeah, you usually like to be the one doing the locking. Can I get dressed, please? (laughs) And Alice is like, I heard voices. What are you doing? I was talking to Jughead about homework. (sighs) She's really good at lying. Sometimes. When it comes to this, she sure is. She's really good at lying to her mother. Oh, yeah. Everybody else she's not so good at. Well, she is Betty. Yeah, she's really good at lying to her mom. <laughs> uh, all right. So we, everyone's in the doghouse. Hey! hey! And Veronica is explaining what the confirmation is. And she knows usually it's just family. But since it's all about me, what isn't? <laughs> I want you all to become because you're my chosen family. Kevin pipes up. What's the dress code? <laughs> of course he does. He's a fashionable gay. He wants to be appropriately dressed. Well, for the ladies, it's dresses, veils, optional. And uh, jackets and ties for the boys. It's Catholic chic. Barf. Betty Cooper, Jughead Jones, to the principal's office. (laughs) Fuck off, Weatherby. (sighs) Okay, so Jug and Betty have to go to the principal's office. Uh, so bad. Okay, but it it does does serve a plot purpose. It does. I'm... I'm I'm and, fine with it. I and just a character hate, purpose. I just hate Principal Weatherby. Yeah, I know. He's a dick and there's, he shouldn't be there's that There's no other facet to him. And if he's not involved in this Black Hood nonsense, I'm going to be pissed. Because it's the only way right now that I see giving him any depth. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, otherwise, okay, well, because to be fair, he's one of the few adults that we don't have any extra info on that we see regularly. So they need to do that. I need to be right about that. Sometimes... I think you want to give this show way too much credit. I'm annoyed because I care. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Just just prepare yourself. An, enraged, this... an enraged fan base is an engaged fan base. 
But it's a very, uh, you have to walk that tightrope very carefully because otherwise you turn into the walking dead. And that's not a good thing. So they go to the they go to the principal's office and Principal Weatherby, Weatherby explains, you know, since you published that article, we've had a steady stream of outrage. Hiram Lodge's lawyer, Sourberry, is seeking legal action. For what? Defamation of character? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Is there legal action against a school paper? Yeah. Like I could see if it damages a student or a teacher's reputation. No, you you can sue the school. You really can. You can sue. The, you can. You'd sue have the to school the district. But really. regardless, I mean, this is stupid. Well, this is stupid. Okay, look in in the mechanics of this town, he could try to claim defamation of character, mostly just so he could go after the kids. Yeah. This isn't ever going to be an actual lawsuit. It's just a. It's just a strongly worded letter and a threat. Yeah. To try to force some action on their end. Mm-hmm. He's never going to actually follow through with the suit. And hey, it worked because Principal Weatherby's a fucking dolt. Yeah, so he says, you know, both of you guys are suspended from the newspaper. And then we cut to them in the blue and gold office and Jughead's apologizing to Betty. He's like, you know, you don't deserve this. You don't deserve this heat I'm getting. What heat? And he explains about what's going on with the sheriff. And, you know, he thinks I cut it down. And Betty's like, did Did you? you? And Jughead does a little bit like, seriously, (laughs) seriously, you think I did this? He's like... No, but... Why would I do that? I don't know. Maybe to avenge Tony's grandfather? I and mean... That, and that kind of, like, perks Jughead. He kind of gets that little, you're a little jealous. Mm-hmm. Which is true. Betty is. She's oh, a little jealous. Betty's very jealous. I don't think very. She's hurt. She's jealous enough. She is jealous. But not, like, crazy jealous. She's she's jealous and a little hurt. Because it happened, like, two seconds after they broke up. Well, yeah. So that's fair. That's fair. Jug, you know, this piques Jughead's interest. And Betty says, you know, I saw you guys at Pops one morning. It's, you know, it's not my place to ask. But what happened between y'all? And Jughead explains what we already know. He's like, after the gauntlet, after you sent Archie to break up with me. She gave me, pause, pause. Pause, pause, a tattoo. And we did some (laughs) stuff. But not everything. What uh, about you? Have you done anything? With anyone? And Betty's just like, no. No. No, of course not. And then when she turns around, she starts pulling on her ponytail. Uh-huh. Which is like, become her nervous twitch. Oh, yeah. Also, this is another cute little costuming. It's also, it's more annoying than anything else, but it is cute. Is that Betty is wearing a sweater covered in pink hearts. Uh-huh. I wonder what that's supposed to symbolize. Is that for me? We're at the Pembroke, and a gift has arrived. A confirmation gift has arrived for Veronica from the St. Clairs. What? Why would they do that? And Hermione explains, this is what families do when they're trying to show respect and make amends. And Veronica's like, feel free to burn it or re-gift it. (laughs) And then Hermione just kind of goes, I heard that Archie paid a visit to Nick St. Clair. Whoa-oh. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Archie at Pops, and he's just, he's going over this special order with Pops, and Archie's like, I'm really sorry. It's really more for me, but Mr. Lodge's orders are just super complicated. Eh, that's all right. He's the boss. And Archie's just kind of like, what do you mean by that? And Pops like, yeah, nothing. Beep, 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 beep. Well, Ar- Pops is about to say it, and then Archie's phone rings. Well, he let it, he let it slip. And Archie was about to ask more questions, and then his phone rings. He's like, oh, crap. And he has to go meet Secret Agent Adams. Ken, I make a note. Yes. 
Agent Adams has some shitty rubber-soled dress shoes. What the fuck is up with that? FBI's guy's gonna have, like, hard-soled shoes. I think he's hired by Hiram. Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. I think this is a ploy I to see if is. Archie's loyal. I think it is. Absolutely. Yeah. I think this has been a recon mission. I think he's a friend of Andre's who's trained in the martial arts. Who is trained in the martial, martial arts. <laughs> that will never not be funny. Oh, no. That will always be hilarious. Anyway. Okay. He's just like. His family's going to be at this event. His crime family. Uh, and he's like, D- didn't you think you needed to tell us this? You have to be our eyes and ears. And Archie's just like, it's my, it's my girlfriend's confirmation. I'm I want to be there for her. As her boyfriend. Well, you'll have to do both. Bah, barf. Okay, like Archie in this episode, more than any, kind of seems like a scrawny goofball teenager. One of the things I really liked about this episode is we got back to... The Scooby gang teenager aspect, which uh-huh. is one of the reasons why it reminds us so much of season one. Yeah. And when they have the kids be teenagers and lean into that, both in their character and their actions, it's a better show. Well, they all had to go dark for a minute. I'm okay with they, them all being dark. But they but... kept them all there way too long. That's what happened. Well, and then we we still have this problem where we don't really understand what all the stakes are for our characters, and that is just sloppy. We cut back to the Sunnyside trailer park, and Jughead has shown up, and Keller is putting something on his door, and Jughead's like, for the last time, we don't have the statue. Where's your dad? And he's like, he's gone. He's, you know, got a shift at Pops, and Keller's like, I'm serving an eviction notice. Y'all have to go. Y'all have to go. And Jug is like, what is this? This is just a ploy to get the serpents out, blah, 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 Look, man, I'm just the messenger. This comes straight from the mayor's office. There's a lot of back rent owed. Y'all have 14 days to vacate. And, you know, maybe if you, f- maybe as you're packing up, you might find that head and you can die down this fire a little. Mm. Riverdale. Riverdale. So, yeah, all of this has happened before we even get to our credits. Ridiculous. This show's nuts. <sighs> Sierra and Josie have come to apologize. Ugh, this scene. Lighten up, Robin Givens. All of you, lighten the fuck up. Lighten up. This is just ridiculous. Uh, Okay, the McCoys have come to offer their apology, and Veronica, you know, accepts, and she invites them to her confirmation. And this whole thing, Josie is trying not to barf. Yeah. She's the best actor in the scene. Oh, yes. Because the whole time she's like... She's doing it all with her face. It's all with her face. She has no desire to be there, not to say any of this. She's being forced to be there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Veronica invites them to her confirmation. The mayor says, oh, thank you. Of course we accept. And that makes it easier for us to give you our gift, Josie. I'd be honored to sing your confirmation. If you'd have me. To which Veronica is trying to be like, oh, no, I don't think we have And to. Hermione instantly goes, oh, that would be wonderful. Mom, mom, mom I was going to sing. Uh, why don't we make it a duet? Do you know Bittersweet Symphony off this Cruel Intention soundtrack? So. Okay, that movie came out like when all of these kids were five. That's what I don't get. Why Why does it have to be off the Cruel Intention soundtrack? Like, they just wanted to make a reference. Bittersweet Symphony in and of itself is kind of a dated reference. Oh, yeah. A wonderful song, but a song. dated reference. Okay, fine. But the Cruel Intention soundtrack? They just wanted to make a reference to that movie, which is, you know, an updated version of Dangerous Liaisons, where wherein a brother and his stepsister create a bet to bed this pious woman 
uh, and then they get to have sex. So it's it's so convoluted and ridiculous. Well, for me, it's really just like, wouldn't they have just like heard it on the local radio station or something? It's maybe bad. Or maybe it's a, their parents, it's a bad reference. Maybe their Gen X parents played it for them. Maybe the CW just ran out of money and that was all they could afford rights-wise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's bad. It's a bad decision. All right. Next we go to the white worm. The FP gives a speech. He's holding a rally and he's telling everybody who got an eviction notice we're not going anywhere. Um, you know, they're just coming down on us. But I have to ask, is anyone here involved in taking the statue? Ask your son. Ugh, tall boy. You know, he calls out Jughead. And Jughead goes, what's your problem with me, tall boy? <laughs> to be fair, he's right. He's right. But what is up with his cadence? The way he says that line is ridiculous. You know, the way I read it was just like, <laughs> it's just this drop of full disgust. Oh my God, what is your problem with me, tall boy? Uh, tall boy, I just knew. It was that article you wrote that started this whole mess. And then you and your posse went and did this protest. And, you know, Jughead's getting in his face. He's like, you're the tallest guy in the room. You wouldn't even need a ladder. I bet you did it. And uh, FP, you know, jumps and is like, we can't turn on each other. Ugh. Gotta keep the family together. <laughs> it's okay. Serpents don't turn on each other. Barf. We're gonna figure this out. Mm. I heard a rumor. That you paid Nick St. Clair a visit. Hiram and Archie meeting in, in the study. Archie, did, you know, is starting to explain. He goes, you know, I was just so upset about what Nick did that I just couldn't. And Hiram was just like, look, I to go after a guy with his legs in a cast. I mean, I, Cox's head. I'm impressed. Oh, I, I, I have a lot of respect for a man who would who would do that would go to such lengths to send a message and i'm i'm really pleased and happy that veronica's with someone so fiercely protective archie's shocked he's just like okay that worked out well weird okay how did how did i get away with this i have some out-of-town guests coming in for a poker game need some extra hands you know to keep the drinks filled and the cigars cut you interested yeah sure big dumb stupid archie Mm mm-hmm Cut to Betty coming home, and, you know, she hears some rustling, and then a guy comes down the stairs, and she's like, who are you? Oh, I'm Ben. Chick will be down in a minute. Okay, Ben, we've seen two times before. Uh Uh-huh. Ben was the concessions guy at the drive-in. And now he's the concessions guy. Now he's the concession guy at the Bijou, but, you know, the other place we saw him? Where? He was Grundy's student that we saw just before she got murdered. Oh, shit. So, Ben is around. Interesting. Yes. Now, okay. File, file, just just file file away. Now, to be fair, they shoot in Vancouver and there's a limited number of people. So we've seen him, we saw him two times before and people kind of drew some conclusions like, you know, maybe that just happens to be coincidence. This is too pointed. Uh Uh-huh. So if it wasn't on purpose before, it's on purpose now. Chick walks down the stairs. And he's got an open robe on. And Betty's like... And he's drinking milk from a, a glass container. And he's just like... She's like, what's going on? And he's just like, oh, uh, he works concessions at the Bijou. I think I got the job. Yeah, she was like, didn't you have a job interview? Yeah, that yeah. was it. And she goes, oh, I thought he was one of your clients. And he starts freaking out and gets in her face. He's like, I never tell those guys where I live and neither should you. Okay, I don't. Boundaries are key. It's what it's what will keep you alive. And Betty's, Betty's like look at him and like, what the fuck, dude? Oh, okay, yeah. Just chill. Noted. I'm not stupid. Huh? 
Jughead confronts the mayor. <sighs> okay, he is so overacting in this scene, and she's so horrible. She is so horrible. The scene is bad. Well, then let's not talk about it. Now nah, let's do. Well, uh, uh, we let's summarize it very quickly. Jughead confronts the mayor. The ma- and then he makes a point about is Hiram Lodge pulling your strings? And she says, "I like you, Jughead. Now back down." End of scene. And then we will move on from the bad scene to the soup kitchen. Okay, Archie looks really cute and maroon. I know with the cap. On. The hat looks. He should be. In a, they need to have him play baseball next season. They bulked him down. He would look really good in those pants. They made him skinnier. They didn't have him I don't do. Know. They didn't have him work out as much. He no, looks scrawnier. That's not him. It's the fit of the clothing. Okay, it might be, but still, he kind of looks scrawnier and smaller than he did before, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Well, he's not in football pads either, so who knows. I don't know, maybe, I mean, KJ Appa is still working out a lot because he gets a lot of beefcake moments, <laughs> but I think it's the clothing. Yeah. More than, and he's also wearing an apron. No, but put him in a baseball cap. He looks really good in a baseball cap in that color. A little dorky Archie. A little dorky serving some soup. And Veronica is interrogating him about this poker game. That's, that's daddy's inner, inner circle. And Archie's like, well, I guess I made the cut. I guess I'm in. What are you doing? What, 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 I'm gonna, gonna serve their drinks, cut their cigars, whatever that means. And, <laughs> which, love you, Archie. Love that. And he's like, why? Is there a reason why I shouldn't go? Well, look, the, this, thing, this game has a long tradition with super high stakes. And I, I, I just want you to be careful and don't get hurt. Why would I get hurt? These guys, they're, they're old school, like daddy. Mm. Industry titans you don't want to cross. Mm-hmm. And Archie's like, I'm just refilling water glasses. There's nothing to worry about. Veronica is not persuaded. <sighs> Jughead and Betty meet at Pops. Yeah. He's just like, you know, thanks for coming. You're the only other person I can talk to about this stuff. Yeah. Can I point out one thing? And he's like, yeah, I know the last time the serpents were in trouble, I pushed you away. And Betty's just like, okay, then. Okay. I just want to, I want to point that out. Just like, we want to be clear about what you're doing. Um, And he explains what's going on with Mayor McCoy and being evicted. And he's like, you know. Uh, the trailer park is on town property. And so something has has just lit her on fire. And Betty thinks for a second, she goes, well, let's just take away the gas. The case um, of the decapitated statue. Yeah, let's treat it like a missing person. Let's canvas the town, put up flyers, take the wind out of her sails. Betty Drew is back again. And I love this line from Jack. He goes, find the head, save the trailer park, which is very reminiscent of Heroes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a classic Jughead Betty mess around. Oh, nice New Girl reference. Uh-huh. Oh, that makes my heart happy. I love New Girl. Veronica is Con- interrogating her father. She asks him about the game, and he's like, you know, we never discuss business when family's in town. And she's like, you always have an agenda. She's not wrong. No, she's not. And Hiram has, has a pretty deft hand here. He goes, you know, I want to see how he handles himself around my my peers. If this relationship persists, we may have to bring him in. And Veronica's like, I thought we didn't allow outsiders. Well, no, not usually, but in this case... Archie might be more like us. And Veronica's like, no, he is not like us, and I don't want him compromised. And Hiram just kind of, like, sits back and looks at her and is just like, you know, at some point you're going to have to make a decision. Either he, we bring him in, or he's outside of it forever. Hiram got a lot more complex this episode. Oh, yes. Because I genuinely believe what he's saying. I don't believe there's a scheme 
in the relationship stuff mm-hmm. he's talking with his daughter. No, I agree. If there is, then he's doing a really good job hiding it. But well, I think this is more of a vulnerable episode for him. Well, I mean, it's a little ridiculous because we're talking about high schoolers. And it's not like she, they're in college and they're about to get married. Right. But, but he's also seen how close they are. No, no. He, and, and he, how, knows, he knows they're having sex. He he also, kno- he's and he not also, a dummy. He's also seen Archie fight for her like crazy. He, which also signifies it's like, for better or worse, this kid ain't going anywhere. Well, and he's stood up to Hiram. Yeah. Which means like, okay, this kid's got some chutzpah. Like, this is, like, all right, he's not a weak little boy. But does that mean he is on my side or not? And Veronica's trying to keep Archie Archie. Yeah. Uh, we go back to the worm. Jughead's shown up. And Penny Peabody is there. Oh, fuck yes. He's like, what did y'all do letting her be here? And fucking tall boy. I brought her in. You uh, broke the law. You broke the serpent law. Penny was about to tell him. Show him, Penny. So Penny shows everyone her arm. FP had no idea about this. That scar healed quick. We don't know how long it's been. Still. I mean, okay, she probably went to the doctor. It's still pretty rough. It should have been a little bit worse, right? Uh, It should have been a little more scabby. Yeah. But whatever. You know, he may not have cut it that deep. Anyways. That uh, used to be my serpent tattoo. Mm-hmm, until he cut it off. Um, she was, Left me in a ditch bleeding in Greendale. Uh, I've looked at the legal notices. They're legit. But I can think of about 41 different ways to stall it. And I'm talking about, like, years. And FP's got his head buried in his hands. Just like... <laughs> What's your price? Blood for blood. I, I want to be I. in. I want back in the serpents. And I want him out. Oh. And I want his tattoo carved off. And I'm going to do, it, do myself it myself with a dirty knife. Don't hit his... <gasps> oh, fuck yes, Penny Peabody. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> I love her. I want so much more of her. Just give her... I mean, eventually she has to just go away permanently. But yeah. can we just give her one good, solid arc? If she... Okay, so we've posited that we think she could be... That she's probably Alice's sister. Every time we see her, it just feels more and more right. Mm-hmm. The mannerisms are such the same. Yeah. Like, Penny Peabody is what Alice would have turned into had she stuck around the serpents. Mm-hmm. Probably. And not tried to make a, a housewife life. Probably. So if if that is the way things go, she has to be in more of the show. She does. I know. Unless she, like, dies. Wish that could happen. Well, I think eventually, I think you're going to get, like, one solid arc for her and then she's going to get killed. But, you know. I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's fine for the show. She's... I just, I, I want good story with her. She's oh, so agreed. awesome. She's she's a very interesting character. And the crazier she gets, the more fun she gets. Oh yeah. Uh so Jughead and FP go back to the trailer and FP's yelling at Jughead and he's like, There's gonna be a vote. You versus Penny. Um and Jughead's like, Do they don't they know what they get if they get with Penny? And well, Penny's a cobra, but mutilating her? That's the kind of thing you don't come back from. Yeah, like stuffing a teen in the freezer. Boom! Oh, FP, FP gets, shoves him against the wall. He's like, "You brought the North Side down on us. You need to learn to keep your mouth shut." And uh, Jughead starts going off. He's like, "They are using the statue to justify something that they've already got going on," which is a very true, real point from Jughead. Good Be- job there. Yes, Jughead has figured out that Tallboy has an agenda. And he, of course, we all know Penny does. We just don't know what it is. But FP makes the better point. 
You think you're some kind of hero? You will be the death of us. Yeah, not Penny, not the sheriff. It's going to be you. And Jughead, you know, takes his hat and just throws it down. Oh, it's good. That's a good scene. Anytime we've got FP and Jughead, it's a good scene. Whether they're playing nice, whether they're playing mean, it's always great. They're that, so they're good sh- together. Like, they are as perfectly matched as father, son, as Betty and Alice are. I know. I mean... Fred and Archie come real close, but... They're great. We haven't gotten a lot of Fred in a while, so it's okay. But we got those same, like, oh, it's so good vibes from the first season, so it's okay. Like, we know it's solid. Cut to an even dumber Agent Adam scene. Ugh. They're in his Are you band. seriously going to try to make me wear a wire? Are you worried you're going to hear something that would implicate your father or Veronica? This is, okay, this is the scene that made me go, there's no way he's working for the FBI. This is a setup. And if he is working for the FBI, he's a he's a bad dude. He's a bad dude. It's it's just bad. It's really bad. Kill Agent Adams. Yeah. Yeah, Black Hood, go get him. Anyway, whatever. Archie refuses to wear a wire to this poker game. And now fucking how? How? <laughs> Either Chick goes or I go. What why? Why? Cuz he's a stranger. Look, he got a job at the Bijou, and he's offered to pay rent. And and if he's a stranger, why don't you just get to know him? Betty yeah, even Dad, pipes ma- in. Dad, make an effort. Like, come on. And then he's just like, call me when he's gone. I'll be at a share B&B down by the register. A share B&B. I didn't catch it the first time we watched, but the second time I was like, ha ha ha, that's pretty cute. And guess what Alice says? Fine, Hal. That's what I was saying. Every time he shows up now, from now fine, on. Fine, Hal. Ugh, fine, Hal. Dad, or shut it, Hal. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, that was a wonderful moment. One of the best entrances I've seen ever. Mm. Veronica Ron makes her confession. confession. Uh, she's like, so if gossiping is a sin, I'm guilty. Bible says gossiping is a sin. Uh, she's like, and I may have been disrespectful to my parents. <laughs> Just when I'm most worried about doing something terrible to someone in love. I'm constantly lying or withholding the truth, and I'm leading him. I'm worried I'm leading him down an unrighteous path. I was hoping you could give me some advice. Ten Hail Marys and five Our Fathers. Shoop. Something's up with the Monsignor. Oh, he's a mole too. He's he's collecting everyone's secrets. Ooh, I don't necessarily know that he's just a mole though. I think he might be Black Hood related. <sighs> I got a feeling. No, because he's a New York connection. That would be that would be too much of a stretch. But I think he's keeping all the dirt on the family to tell all the men. Like, this is what your wives are saying. Mm. I think that's what that is. Because. Uh, ugh. Okay, now we get to what got me the most uh, Goodfellas vibes is all the wives, plus Veronica, are drinking together. And they, some of them are getting a little sauced. And Tia, for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, they're all, most of them are Tia's anyways. How did the confession go? Veronica says, you know, he didn't really give me much peace of mind. And they all kind of take turns saying that they, what they pray for and their requests for protection. And Veronica's like, Why? Like, oh, all the risks they take. And Hermione, as as soon as they mention this, she's like, how many glasses is that? <laughs> yeah, and her, Hermione's kind of like a skulking figure throughout this entire episode. Yeah, she's just kind of in the, she's just grumpy. Well, but you also see her watching Veronica being like, oh no. Oh no, I don't like, want you to know this. Like, I don't this want you to be in this. is not good. Like, this is going too far. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, she's starting to fully realize the consequences of, 
of what's happening. Because then there's no one that's like, he's so good to me. We have everything. I, I pray for my husband and I give to charities. It helps me sleep at night. <laughs> you just have to find your thing, Veronica. Okay, she's a 16-year-old girl. Her thing is school. That's her thing. That's her thing. Her thing is school. Come on. Uh, Hermione looks unhappy. And then um, there's some Spanish about, you know, oh, who is that boy? Oh, Abuelita is, abu- is talking. Okay. Uh, you know, who's that boy? And like, oh, that's my boyfriend, Archie. And they're like, who is he? And Hermione says, a local boy, an innocente. Mm-hmm. And they all just kind of go, mm. like, oh, he's going to die. <laughs> that's kind of like how they all seem to react. Like, oh, oh he's going to get killed. He, okay. He's going to get killed or run away. <laughs> he ain't going to be around long. Cut to the poker game playing Little Green Bag because we couldn't resist some kind of a Tarantino reference. This, okay, this is just bizarre. Uh, it's so weird. Okay, they've closed Pops for, you know, a special event, and apparently they've cleared out a booth so they can put a poker table down. <laughs> it's just weird. The whole scene is dumb. I, I don't even want to go through the jokes. It's just, they they notice Archie. Kids got hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, Archie, okay, another little costuming choice. He is in a vest and a tie. He looks straight out of the comic book. It's uh, so yeah. cute. I love it. Um, I like that they didn't make him klutzy in this scene, uh, but it's very like, oh, he looks like comic book Archie. He's I very earnest. So, which which is very comic book Archie, too. We do meet some of Hiram's business associates. It doesn't matter. They're a bunch of mobsters. We meet Papa Poutine, who Hiram was on the phone before. He's oh, the du- my God. He's the dude from Canada, which we know had a hand in beating up Andrews. True. Uh, remember when... Uh, if he went to work and he went and talked to Hermione, he's like, you know who's in Canada and who's in Montreal? That's who they're talking about. And so Papa Poutine is uh, not having it with Hiram. He's like, he sees Archie. He's like, what's your name? Archie. Archie Andrews. He's like, doesn't your wife know a guy named Andrews? Hiram's like, yeah, he's a business associate. Oh, was that your decision or hers? Pop brings in Poutine. And Papa Poutine insults him. He's like, this is vomit. He's like, what, do you own this dump? And No. I own it. Yeah, Hiram is like, no, and you need to apologize for disrespecting Pop Tate. So, I mean, you know, points to Hiram for sticking up for Pop Tate. And Papa Poutine is like, I'm going to go outside and get some air. And Pop Tate is giving him the biggest fuck you face. I am so waiting for the moment when Pop Tate pulls out the secret shotgun from under his counter and starts blasting people. Yeah, like in the riots. I know. We still need to hear more about that. What about the fucking riots? I know. Uh, And just as Papa Poutine is leaving, Andre comes out of the bathroom and looks at Archie and goes, toilet's clogged. And then gives this wonderful, satisfied, (sighs) Yeah, it's... (laughs) really funny and gross and then we get to archie plunging the toilet which is just so great because he's just going oh and and then papa and lenny are plotting a takeover you can hear him outside and basically papa tina said you know hiram is soft in the head and the belly he's gotten sloppy he went too far with the saint Clair kid um partnering and he's partnering up with the man who was messing around with his wife we're gonna take him out during his daughter's confirmation i'll do it myself yeah and Archie hears all this, and it's all... I put Archie is confused, because he doesn't know what to do. Ugh. This is such the worst mobster crap I've ever heard. And thank God we're not dealing with it anymore. Uh, now it's confirmation time. Oh boy, another <laughs> shitty cover. So Josie is standing up the front, and she's wearing an all-black dress. She looks beautiful, and she starts to sing. And we see the crowd... 
And then Veronica comes down in her confirmation dress and she's singing as well. I Well, this song is horrible for this episode in this scene. It is the best those two have ever sounded. Song sounds great, but um, this song's about heroin. Yeah. And another. Okay, so this is where I want to talk about this dress. So it's confirmation it's supposed to be white. They did mess up. She should be wearing a veil of some sort or something that nods to a veil. Yeah, but you know, I, I, I can understate it in this context. They should have at least had her have a white headband on. Just They just needed to have something on her head. That's, okay. that's kind of like a stickler thing for confirmation, um, my understanding of it. So it's white. And then she's got that beaded collar, but the collar is all pearls. Uh-huh. That girl ain't giving up her family anytime soon. No. Her pearls have been her, you know, her token item. Oh, yeah. You know, when she finally takes those off and stops wearing them, she is finally vulnerable and she's no longer chained to this family. So she could not be wearing any more pearls except for Hermione, who is the only other person who's wearing all white and she's wearing a suit and it's very um, ornate and there's a lot of beading and things that look like pearls up in the front and down. It's very interesting because Hiram's in all black. Uh-huh. So I thought that was like, ooh, that looks nice. Good, that good. Was, Devil. That, that was a nice, well, it was just a nice little connection that Hermione is still very connected to her daughter. And, you know, Veronica's still, you know, we, she's gone full in with this family. And it could not be more obvious with that dress. We've got more bad lip singing of this, sinking of this song. Mm-hmm. And then while the song is going... Uh, Veronica is being given her sacrament, and then Monsignor asks her, you know, do you, Veronica Cecilia Lodge, renounce Satan? And then Veronica looks out to the crowd. And everybody is dark. Everything kind of goes dark, except for she sees Archie. He's the only one who's really lit. And he just kind of smiles at her and kind of gives that little nod. And then she smiles and says, I do. And then all the lights come up. Why didn't we play Papa Don't Preach? Oh, that would have been horrible, too. Uh, I really like how that was all done. It was very, no, it was very cute. It's schmarmy. It is a little schmarmy, but think about who Archie is. Think Archie is, you know, pure heart, the courageous, pure heart, the brave, whoever. He's that guy. I know. And he, for her, he is the light in her life. Yeah. Um, so it was cheesy, but cute. I'm, I'm allow it. And now it's party time. And we get some champagne popping, a DJ that's not actually spinning for this party. What the fuck was that? Like, he's, he's like scratching. Scratch. We, no, we see record, record scratching, but we don't actually hear any of it. Well, every once in a while we do, but it was like, that. That this does not work. Mayor McCoy has come to the party and she goes straight up to uh, Hermione and Hiram with an envelope. And she's like, here you go. Uh, the sale of the land below what that was Southside High is now yours. We finalized it. Benny and Archie are standing real awkwardly together at a table. Veronica comes up. She goes, mind if I steal my man? I, Time uh, to meet my abuelita. Which that was a nice little dig at Betty. Because as far as we know, Betty doesn't know that Archie told Veronica that they kissed. Eh. We haven't seen that scene, so we don't know. True, but, you know, Betty's just like, eh, okay, I, sure. I, gotta, I gotta go find Jughead anyway. Okay. And so then we have Archie meets Abuelita, which is precious. It is so cute. She's just smiling oh, at him. So handsome. So handsome. And then he uh, he smiles really big, and then she pinches his cheek, and then he laughs, and they just keep doing it. It is so cute. <laughs> it, it It's just... Pr- I. I really loved that. Peak Archie. 
Did we mention he's in a bow tie? And it's adorable. Yes. Uh, when he's been wearing a tie this whole episode, it's a bow tie. I know. Um, they've been using the bow tie a whole lot more, which I like. They didn't do it in the first season, but they were doing it a lot now, which is definitely more on point for the comic book look. And also works really well with KJ's face. So Jughead is brooding alone upstairs. And Betty comes up to find him. She goes, it's not like Jughead Jones to neglect a free buffet. And then Jughead explains why he's alone. He's like, you know, they're meeting to decide if I get kicked out of the serpents or not. Why? And, and Betty, Jughead explains to Betty, you know, what he did to Penny. And, and I, I cut her. Cut her? Yeah. And Jughead just goes, you know, every decision since we broke up, including our breakup, has just made things worse and worse. And, and she's about to say something when her phone rings. And it's like, yeah, we put up the flyers. We'll be right there. Betty Drew is on the case. Betty Drew has her hair down and is wearing a pink dress. Very reminiscent of season one, episode one, when she tells Archie that she loves him. Nice. Uh Nice. Uh Uh Veronica and Archie are dancing. Betty Davis eyes. You're my beacon of light. Hiram cuts in. Which is actually kind of cute. It's fine. He's like, can I cut in? (laughs) Veronica tells Hiram that she doesn't want Archie in on this life. She doesn't want him a part of it. And Hiram's like, okay, that's what you want. And I believe him. I weirdly do. Weirdly enough. I, no, I completely agree. I think he's like, all right, if that's your decision, that's fine. Like, he has no problem um, tossing Archie to the curb. Like, he doesn't care, really, either way. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's been to his advantage to have him, you know, being this errand boy. Meet Junkyard Steve. Is that his name? Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't notice that. Junkyard Steve found the head inside a refrigerator in his junkyard. And, you know, Betty and Jughead ask, did who did you see who did it? Did you get his name? And nah, he, I was a lowlife type, but he was wearing one of those jackets you had. And Jughead's like, was he pretty tall? <laughs> yeah, he was. I do, I do like that he's like, y'all, y'all the ones here to see the head? And Jughead's like, if only we lived in a place where the answer could be no. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> All right. So we go back to the party and Archie sees Papa Poutine leaving and he goes straight to Hiram and says, we need to talk. And Hiram's like, sure, what? And he goes, no, in your study. And so they start to take off to the elevator and Veronica sees them and is like, what, what's, what's happening? What, what's going No, it's not going to And mom just goes, get in the picture. Like, don't look. it's not your business, honey. Uh-huh. She doesn't say any of that, but that's like, get, do your part. This is not your place. Yep. Don't say a word. Get to your part. Cut to the study. Uh, Archie tells Hiram what he had heard. He's like, you know, there's a plot and I'm tr- I am just want to let you know in case there's a coup. Okay, KJ Appa, we've discovered a word that you cannot say in an American accent. Q. He can't say coup. Because like, it's... Uh, there's going to be a coup. Q. He says Q, like K-E-W. Uh-huh. He cannot say that word. There's another one later on in the episode. But I was like, oh, we found the word he can't say. <laughs> O-U becomes E. Yeah, it's... Sorry, KJ. That's the first time I've really heard him slip up. Oh, New Zealand. Yeah. And so opera music swells as Hiram begins to make a call. He makes a call. He's going to call Andre because he's trained in the martial arts. Mm, Maybe. He might have other people in mind. So Jughead, Betty, and FP delivered the head to the white worm. And FP yells, stop the damn vote. And then get Tallboy in the center of the room. They're going to interrogate him. What the hell were you doing at the dump, Tallboy? Why is that Northsider here? Because uh, she's one of us. And he's Jughead refer- he's stands referring up to Betty. and just says, Betty, you're, Betty's one of us. And Betty looks up and is like, all right. Uh-huh. That's my man. She did do the serpent dance. 
uh, Hiram. Uh, I do like that. Hi- uh, that FP also goes where you the dump where you were seen, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Tubby explains that Hiram came by, and he asked us to start messing some shit up, and you know he. You know, he'd rile up the mayor and all that. So you helped Hiram start a mutiny? You're a Judas and an idiot. (laughs) Uh, Like, what what were you trying to do? I was trying to get rid of you. And then I could, if I got rid of you, I could get rid of FP. And FP's like, what? So you could be the leader? (laughs) Like, FP is like almost amused by all this. Like, all right. Why do you want to be in charge, you dipshit? (laughs) I hate this job. This job sucks. It's like, what are we going to do, guys? And Strip him and okay. exile him. All those in favor, and everyone raised their hands, including Betty. <laughs> and and I do like when Betty Betty's kind of the last one to raise her hand, because I think she's still like, oh, no, I get to vote, because I'm here. I'm a part of this. Yep. And FP sees that, and I see him kind of chuckle, like, mm-hmm. Me and Tallboy got a long ride. <laughs> Me and this piece of trash have a long ride ahead of us. <laughs> Great. All right, we go back to the pot. We just keep going back to this back damn and forth, party. Back and forth. Uh, Veronica takes Archie aside. like, what were you chatting about? We were going over my internship. That's, That's still happening? Why wouldn't it be? My dad, you know, it's just that he, and then Archie says, he's a, a mobster. mobster. I've that's, seen okay. mob movies. Okay, that's the other word that he can't say. He can't say mobster. Mabster. Mabster. That's exactly, <laughs> sorry, KJ. It's okay. It's I've, okay. We still love you. And it's like, I've seen movies and I was at the poker game. Yeah. And she goes, well, I wouldn't put so baldly. It's not just what he is. It's what he's planning to do, you know, with Riverdale. So I, 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 I don't. I don't have to know. I don't need to know. I can't know. Well, he starts off by saying, I can't know, I can't know. And then it's like, I, I don't know. I don't need to know. Archie is playing by Hermione's two words, plausible deniability. Uh-huh. Um, I love you. There's nothing you can do to scare me away or make me regret that. I'm with you. And she just kisses him. Barf. <laughs> now we get to the really good part. <laughs> We're in the trailer and Betty and Jughead are sitting on a couch. And we get a good five, like, three or four seconds of just nothing. They're both like, doop, doop, doop. And, and then Jack finally like, breaks the silence with good old Hiram Lodge. I wonder what he's planning on, planning for us. And Betty says, we can ask Veronica on Monday. And then he's like, or, you know, we could just take our time and investigate slowly. We should investigate quietly until we know more. He goes, I'm on probation with the serpents, whatever that means. They both have their 50s Archie Comics looks. And Jughead doesn't have a crown. Nope. Betty's hair is down. Yep. We got some vulnerable shit going on here. Uh, the last time they were in the trailer like this, some things happened. I'm on probation from the serpents, whatever that means. For but you know we we you know we saved. We stopped Penny Peabody from coming back, and we got rid of Tallboy. Oh and Betty can goes. We. It's nice to hear that again. And Aww. Jughead, uh, he's just like. I'm going to be apologizing for the rest of my life, but I'm sorry. Um, I didn't need to shield you from my darkness. And Betty goes, I can handle it. And Jughead's like, I know. So sweet. And so then Betty's just kind of like patting at her skirt. She goes, well, I should probably be heading home. And Jughead's just like, or you could stay. Stay. And then Bughead. They get it on. Oh, it's about fucking time. They start making out. He starts taking off her dress. And then Betty stops. She goes, wait, wait, I have to tell you something. And Jack is like, what? What? 
because you know she needs to tell him about Archie, and she goes, "Oh, nothing. I I want you. I want all of you tonight." Uh huh. Which is a bit much. It works though. It, it, it works because it arched the me chemistry. just slightly. But then they start making out. She starts taking off his shirt, and we leave this scene. Cut to the Cooper household. Out. Ugh, it's typical of your sister. Caught up in something and just drops off the face of the air. Chick asks, where's Hal? Oh, he, oh, that's probably him at the door. Cause we, do, get do, it, do. we get it. Knock. And Alice goes and opens it. And this creepy guy, who is credited as Shady Guy, is like, is Chick home? Yeah, who is this Julian Assange looking motherfucker? And, and Chick just kind of goes, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Okay. Agent Adams is back for one more round. What? You can't just call me like this. My dad is sleeping. This couldn't wait. Paul Boucher was found shot in the back of his head in his hotel room. Who's that? His mob name is Papa Poutine. Did you hear or see something? I I have to know. Now, this is actually kind of believable. This makes sense. Because he's urgently being like, look, I need to know now. You were at the confirmation. You saw everybody together. Did you hear or see anything that might suggest Hiram was involved in this? Mm -hmm. Because this looks like a gangland murder to me. Yeah. And then Archie just goes, no. Oh, yeah, Archie. this is a loyalty test. Woo. So we're starting to get into our end of episode wrap, wrap up like we do. But unlike most of our episodes, there is no narration, mm-hmm. which is unusual. But we know uh, Jughead is sleeping it off from having sex with his girlfriend. You uh-huh. know? Good on you, Jug. <laughs> uh, we're at the Pembroke and Veronica's like, oh, a gift. And she opens it and she goes, I think this is for you. And Hiram and Hermione walk over to it, and they look in the box, and it's the statue's head. Oh, yeah. There's some serpent war coming. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then we see Betty come home. And she has a walk of shame. And she's got that, smile. like, happy face. And she's walking. She hears some noises. We cut over to the table, and there's still food on it from that angle reversed some, to her. Yeah, and something is unplugged. And then we see Alice is cleaning up blood and a dead body. And she looks up at Betty, and she says, Elizabeth, did you lock the front door? And Betty is, uh, uh, What the uh, fuck? Riverdale. And Chick, Chick is also hiding in a corner. Uh-huh. So that that's also happening. But yeah. Yeah. Riverdale. Uh-huh. Riverdale. So Shady Man got killed. This is what happens when you have sex. People die. <laughs> That's what this means. Oh, boy. Where do we go from there? I I'm, I so enjoyed this episode. I'm really disappointed that... Okay, so we're going to have a new episode next week, and then the week of Valentine's Day, we, go, we have a break. And then the schedule for this part of the season is all jacked up. We have no idea what's coming. Yeah, well, because episode 18 isn't supposed to occur until April 18th. So that means we've got a five-week gap between where we are now and that episode. And they've got a Wednesday time slot for some terrible-looking show. Ugh. Yeah. That live sentence show that looks like crap. Something weird is going on here with the CW. Uh, yeah, and we still haven't been picked up for season three. We haven't gotten an announcement yet. So I don't know if there's a contract negotiation or they're just trying to figure out when they want to bring the show back. Netflix, pick it up. Take it away from him. A Steal it lot away. Of, a lot of people have suggested that. Like, you know what? We would really like it if Netflix would take this show. Oh, it'd be great. They would take And you know what? If they decide to do that, great. Good on them. We'll just see how it plays out. That could be going on behind the scenes right now that the CW is like, 
I don't, we can't, we can't keep dealing with this show, but we could hand it over to Netflix and Netflix can take it with Sabrina. Yeah, but you know, it's still huge for ratings for the CW, which is, you know, good for advertisers. And all, the only reason it got so big for season two was because of the Netflix streaming. In, the, in other countries, it streams on Netflix the next day. And then they, they had all of season one up for people to binge. Well, anyway, who cares? Good episode. And we got to watch a preview for next week. Okay, so as usual, if you don't want to hear us talk about next week's episode, you can turn us off now. But otherwise, we'll hear you after the music. Uh, Alice and Betty are going to have a body. Uh-huh. Betty's going to have some sort of breakdown. And s- I mean, it's about time. And the Blossoms are going to force their way back into the story, too. Force is the wrong word. They've always been there. Uh, clearly, uh, Hal is staying at the Blossoms. And is that Nana Rose? No, that's Penelope's hand. Mm. That's his share B&B. Which is actually a great way for the Blossoms to make money. And also, you know, she's a prostitute. And Cheryl's shooting a bow and arrow for some reason. And Chick is... We're going to find out some shit about Chick. Oh, yeah. No, there's there's going to be some And some shit about how. And there's all this talk about unraveling and loose ends. This is going to be a super Cooper-centric episode. Yay! We haven't had one in a long time. We need one. And it's going to be interesting. I'm curious... As to how insular this is going to be, is this going to be like, it, it almost feels like one of those Walking Dead episodes where it's like, we need to focus on one single character for a minute to get back to the main story. Yeah. And I think that's where they're headed with this. Yeah, we need to focus on what the Cooper family's doing. Uh-huh. And I'm fine. And, you know, we, of course, are going to see the other characters as they connect to the Cooper family, but that's the issue here. Well, because I, I, I honestly think what's going to happen is that's going to then blow up into implications for the whole town. Yeah. Well, and the next week's episode is called The Telltale Heart. Mm. It's an Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe poem. means that body may not be able to stay hidden. Well, no, it's not that the body won't stay hidden. It's that the guilt is going to get to them. Because mm-hmm. we see Betty, you know, like, Betty's going to have a breakdown. Oh, of Betty, course. Which is interesting and great and so overdue. Uh-huh. Mm. Any casting news? Weird stuff going on? No, I haven't seen anything else additional. There's a lot of people talking about the Carrie episode that's going to be episode 18. Um, that and just a lot of speculation about, you know, what the actual schedule is going to be between now and then. Because we're going to have a five-week gap. Either, you know, it's not going to be all in one go. But, you know, this is really poor planning on their part. Uh, I, you know, I, we're trying to plan, you know, our episodes with our other shows. And I looked at, you know, what did they do last year? Because they had 13 episodes. They premiered at the same time and they did six episodes, took two weeks off in March and then went, went the rest of the way through. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? Cause this makes no sense. Something's up here. Yeah. Like I said before, but I can't tell you co- what the rat is. I just I can smell it from a mile away. Yeah, like I said before, before the music started, we uh, we still haven't been removed for season three, and that's a little concerning. Not in a bad way, but we should have that by now. I don't know, man. It's weird. It's it just is, weird. It's very weird. I don't get it at all. All right. Well, until next time. Hashtag go bulldogs.
take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes, and for questions and comments, drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com.